How's everybody doing today? Nelson Montana here for Protein Factory, and we have a very special podcast today. Uh, this is by popular demand. I will be speaking about the cycles of the old-time bodybuilders. Now, right off the bat, this is an area of contention because there are a lot of people, a lot of young folks um, on message boards who simply refuse to believe that the old timers use what they use. They, the, and the reason for this is something that I've been speaking about on the TikTok videos. Too many guys today who are introduced to steroids because they're far more accessible than they were years ago tend to think that that is the answer to everything. Obviously, major competitors don't get to where they are without taking massive amounts of steroids. But that leads people to believe that it's those massive amounts of steroids that produce those bodies. And that is absolutely not true. You still need the genetics. That's number one. You still need the training. You still need the dieting. But I think the difference with the old timers and the younger guys is with the old timers, it was really about the love of training. It really was about health. It was really about looking as good as possible naturally because steroids weren't really all that known. That was, that was something that, that came along later and was something more for professional bodybuilders. But most guys, they, it was about the training and the diet and the supplementation. And that's the way they lived. And once they were introduced to the steroids, the slightest amount just sent their gains soaring. And that was thrilling to a lot of these guys. But... Um, Today, people are jaded. They right off the bat, they want to know how much to take and what combination of drugs they need to use. And uh, it's a sad state of affairs. And along those lines, I want to mention that um, this is not to say that, well, back in my day, things were better. No, it's not that at all. I mean, this is my day. But I do remember a time, and I could use a perspective from that time, where the approach was different, and it was better. It was just simply better. I'm not saying it's better because it's old, but what the old-timers did is far more applicable to what most of us do. If you're looking just for a little bit of an edge to improve your physicality, and you're not thinking in terms of being a professional bodybuilder, well, then what worked for the old-timers makes a lot more sense because the dosages were far, far lower. Now, for a little history on all of this, the um, the first steroid was Dynaball, and it was pretty obvious that this stuff worked, and guys who were competitive bodybuilders who would do absolutely anything for an advantage were bound to jump on it. Uh, I did an interview with Don Howarth, who was uh, Mr. America in 1967, I believe, and uh, he was telling me that you know guys would go to cattle feed stores, uh, stores that sold veterinarian products, and they'd be buying colostrum. Colostrum is um, a part of the uh, mother's milk. After they give birth, the mother, mother's milk produces colostrum and helps the baby grow. The bodybuilders were taking this stuff. It actually wound up becoming a, uh, a popular supplement several years later. But uh, they were taking brewer's juice. They were taking desiccated liver. They were taking anything that might enhance growth. So that came first. They fought for every ounce of muscle they can get. So when these drugs came along, that was a game changer. And they were legal. 
you can just go to your doctor and say, hey, doc, I feel like, you know, beefing up a little bit. Uh, what can I take? And he'd write you a script for Dynaball. It's pretty amazing. But the dosages were maybe 5 or 10 milligrams a day, one or two pills. And uh, there's a story that Vince Gironda, who was uh, one of the most well-respected trainers at the time, who was very anti-drug, he made a pact among the bodybuilders in the Venice Beach area where he would say, okay, you can only take a limit of two Dynaball a day. <laughs> I'm sure most guys are like, yeah, whatever. But um, he was trying to contain it. He was trying to use these drugs or at least put a cap on the use of these drugs so that nobody would risk their health. Because again, back then, that was the number one thing. And it's not a matter of, oh, times change. You know, people's physicality, we haven't evolved that much in 50 years. And health is health. And, and what is unhealthy is unhealthy. And they knew this. They treated these drugs uh, with respect. But today, again, because it's more accessible and it's more well-known and just more people are doing it, it's, uh, there's more of a sort of blasé approach towards it. But that doesn't change the fact that they are still beneficial, but in excessive dosages, they are still health damaging. You've got to hit that sort of sweet spot. And I do think those older guys did it. And proof of that is the fact that a lot of the guys um, from the 60s and 70s you see them today, or maybe a few years ago, a lot of them are getting very old. But a lot of these guys into their 50s and 60s look great. They're still in shape, and uh, they look terrific. No harm came to them from the, the slight amount of uh, anabolic steroids that they used. And I like to mention um, one uh, bodybuilder, if you don't know who he is, Zabo Kazuski. He won every... Back then, these have best body parts in contests, and he won best abdominals in every contest he entered. He had amazing abs. He did 500 sit-ups and 500 leg raises every day. And uh, he was natural. He didn't like using drugs, and he wasn't real big. He was ripped. Uh, but um, asking him how long it took to get in shape for a contest, and he said, uh, two weeks. And you think, well, how can that be? How can you just trained for two weeks to get ready for a contest. But the point is, those guys were never out of shape. They were in shape all year long. So then he just had to clean up his diet for a couple of weeks and he was ready to go. That's the difference between then and now. And I just, I prefer that. I think if I were a 20-year-old guy, I would still prefer that. There's just something about that that makes more sense. It's more organic and... Um, and the proof is in the pudding. Again, these guys wound up looking great. The guys who stuck with it wound up looking great into old age. Whereas I see a lot of uh, competitors who competed just 10 years ago who are just, who may have looked amazing. And today they're just flabby, out of shape, or look like they never lifted a weight in their life. Why is that? Because they depended on drugs. Okay. Now, as far as the specific cycles that a lot of these guys used. I had mentioned this on the TikTok channel, but I'll say it again. This is the story about Arnold. Now, we don't know for sure, but I do know people who knew him. And the consensus is that Arnold took 50 milligrams of Dynaball and a shot of Primaborn every day. And at that time, that was considered an outrageous amount. Again, people can't believe that. Like, oh, that's not, that's a beginner cycle. But back then, 50 milligrams of Dynamo, which is quite a bit, by the way. I would not recommend anybody taking that. 
And primabolin is very mild. Primabolin is all anabolic. But another interesting thing about a lot of these old timers is they didn't have gyno. They weren't bloated. Why is that? Because the dosages were low. They didn't have antiestrogens back then. How come nobody had gyno? How come nobody had big descended bellies? They used these moderate amounts. Now, 100 milligrams of primabolin every day is pretty mild. For a professional, a top-level bodybuilder, that would not be considered reasonable by today's standards. But that's what Arnold took. But he's Arnold. And he was great. And he trained like a fiend. So there you have it. Now, a couple of other guys, Sergio Oliva. I mean, you should know who Sergio Oliva is. He's one of the premier bodybuilders of the sport. The first really super freak. And um, he supposedly took 200 milligrams of DECA a week. And he was taking 20 milligrams of Winstrol. And he stopped because he said it made him too vascular. <laughs> Amazing, right? But Sergio is another one of these freaks. Um, supposedly, this is a guy who would eat, you know, rice and beans for lunch and, you know, Twinkies and Coca-Cola for breakfast. I mean, how this guy built the muscle that he built was insane. And he had a full-time job as a, as a laborer. He did construction, he did ditch digging, and then after work, he'd go to the gym. Most people would not have the genetic capability to tolerate that kind of stress or survive with such a crappy diet. But sure enough, he was Sergio. He was truly a freak of nature. Okay, Serge Nubray. I like Serge. I've spoken to him uh, a couple of times and a really nice gentleman. He is the surprise contestant in the movie Pumping Iron when it was supposed to be Arnold against Ferrigno and then Serge Nubray from France came along and competed as well. Serge had an amazing body. Sergio, uh, again, took very small amounts uh, of primabolin, but he liked using uh, thyroid extract, something called Armour Thyroid, which is still available today. Um, as a matter of fact, people who are hypothyroid find that they do better on this old form of thyroid medicine, which was made from pig's thyroids. Hence the, the term Armour. The Armour Meat Company made this. And then they changed over to a synthetic version, but a lot of people are finding that the old-fashioned thyroid made from pig's thyroid works better because it has all the other components that naturally exist in the thyroid. And Serge knew that, and he would take this, and that kept his metabolism revved up. Again, that is not the healthiest approach in the world to do. I would not recommend that, but that's what worked for him. But if you look at his body... <laughs> it's, it's astonishingly great, but don't think it was just because of the thyroid. Serge was one of these guys who was very strong, but he believed in high-volume training. He would take a 25-pound dumbbell and just rep it with one arm, like doing concentration curls, for you know 50 reps, switch to the other arm, do 50 reps, and then go back to the other arm and just keep going like that, just pumping the muscle. That was his approach. And they say that does, that doesn't work. But uh, take a look at Serge, uh, Serge and tell me that doesn't work. Serge Nubray, check him out. Amazing bodybuilder. Frank Zane also was supposedly used the armor thyroid to get super cut prior to a contest. Again, this isn't something that guys took all the time. This was just that little topper, that little bit to give that extra edge. 
And, uh, but you have to have the body to start out with. That's why we see so many competitors today who two months after a contest, they look like fat slobs. And I can't tell you how many hundreds of people I know, just gym rats, who have done super cycles and everybody's thinking like, oh, bro, you're looking great, keep it up, amazing, fantastic. And then you, know, you see them a couple of months later and they stop and they, they look like nothing. And I, I don't see the appeal of that. If that's what you want to do, that's your choice. I, I had said on a, a TikTok video a while back, I, I'm nobody's father. I, I don't care what you do. You know, set your hair on fire and juggle chainsaws. That's fine. You want to take a, a boatload of steroids and blow up and lose it all, you go right ahead. But for the intelligent people listening, that's really not the best approach. You've got to look at this from a smart angle. Okay, a couple, a couple of other people and their cycles. Uh, supposedly Dave Draper, again, small amounts of Winstrol, that was it. And this is before they realized how toxic the orals were. You know, back then, taking the needle, oh, needles, I don't know, that, that was something that seemed scarier. So these guys would just take a, a couple of pills prescribed by a doctor. Um, John Grimmick, it's interesting, John Grimmick was the first really uh, extraordinary bodybuilder coming out of the 1940s. I don't think he ever lost a contest. Now, you might see John Grimmick, a picture of John Grimmick today and think, oh, at least he looks good, but he's, you know, nothing amazing. But again, remember that this was a different time and nobody was on drugs. Well, John Grimmick was very anti-drugs, but he decided to try this amazing compound called Dynabol. So he took one pill a day and, and concluded that it didn't do anything. <laughs> now, maybe that's uh, the conclusion he wanted to come to. Maybe he just didn't like the idea of taking a drug. But he gave it a shot out of curiosity, and he found that one Dynaball did not do anything. Well, he's, I'm sure he was correct. One Dynaball most probably will not do anything at all. But, um, the, again, this was the approach of these guys. Bill Pearl was somebody who also, most of his career, completely natural. Tried a little bit, sort of experimented a little bit with this, Towards the end of his career, Reg Park, another guy, lifetime natural, towards the end of his career, supposedly experimented a little bit. And it's understandable. These drugs did what these guys wanted. They, they built muscle. So it's obvious. You know, there was a, a movie that was out a few years ago uh, with Bradley Cooper called Limitless, where he got a hold of this pill that just magnified his intelligence. It, it made his IQ boost another 100 points. And you think about that. Would you take something like that? I, I think I would. I think it's very interesting to find out what are we really capable of. And that's what these drugs did. That's what steroids did. I mean, imagine spending your whole life trying to accomplish something, and then all of a sudden this pill comes along and accelerates your progress. It's really... a, a too difficult to, it's too tempting to avoid. Oh, and uh, another point I wanted to bring up is a lot of people say, uh, oh, well, these guys must have taken uh, a, a test base. <laughs> Today, everybody thinks, well, you have to take testosterone with all of this. They don't realize that guys back then did not take testosterone. Back then, testosterone was considered very bloating. It was considered very harsh. That wasn't a typical drug. In fact, Dynabol was invented because when uh, John Ziegler, who the, the, um, the, the chemist who came up with the, the formula for Dynabol, realized that Russian athletes in Olympics were doing so well because they were being given 
testosterone, but they also had incredibly enlarged prostates. And he tried to c come up with something that had the anabolic qualities without so much of the androgenic qualities. Now, we realize today that the androgenic qualities also offer benefits. It also offers strength. It offers um, muscle hardness, size, and uh, maintains libido. A lot of guys take uh, testosterone to keep a libido high while on of the drugs. But back then, again, the, the, the compounds, the, the dosages were so small, they weren't thinking in terms of, oh, I need testosterone as well. They were looking to avoid testosterone. The use of testosterone at high dosages really just kind of came into play around the turn of the century, sort of the late 90s. That's when a lot of guys started to realize that everything is based off of testosterone and it's cheap. So if you're going to be taking insane uh, dosages, might as well just take a whole lot of testosterone and that will work just fine. So, so that's the story. Take it or leave it. You, you could not believe it if you want. But as far as I know, I'm not trying to fool anybody. Um, as far as my recollection and my experience and from the people whom I've spoken to, that seems to be a, a lot more in the ballpark than what a lot of these people are estimating and speculating. And, and they're pretty much just making it up. I, I saw one website where they were talking about so-and-so cycle and this one cycle. And they're just making stuff up. They, they don't know. But the cold hard fact is that uh, a lot of those old timers really did not take as much as people think. And, uh, and they've proven that it was the better approach. Okay, before we run out of time, I just want to mention, you can order my book, The Bodybuilding Truth, for free. Bodybuilding Truth, Secrets You're Not Supposed to Know. Order it absolutely free from the Protein Factory website. And from what I understand, the Bioserum Protein will be coming in soon. And I also believe that Unleashed was out of uh, stock for a while. That is one of the most popular products. And that should be in stock again as well. So you need protein. Besides protein, there are a lot of things you could take that are beneficial. But protein, uh, multivitamin mineral, and Unleashed. You take those three and you're pretty much got most of the angles covered in terms of supplemental uh, benefits. Okay, I hope you enjoy this uh, podcast. If you have any questions or any suggestions or recommendations for future podcasts, please let me know and check out my TikTok channel. It's Nelson Montana 5-3. On TikTok, every day I give a bodybuilding tip and we have a new podcast on Protein Factory pretty much every week. So lots of cool stuff, lots of information. Thanks for listening and I'll see you at the gym.